Thrill Me. This show is part of the Thrill Me Podcast Network. Experience more on Facebook and YouTube. Mr. Wonderful's A to Z Movie Review. Well, hello and welcome in to a wonderful A to Z movie review here on the Patreon page. The way that the Mr. Wonderful's A to Z movie review works, well, I'm going through every single one of my movies, well over 200, I think close to 300 movies that I own, Blu-ray, DVDs, and each month pick a new movie or I should say pick an old movie, and we revisit that film, talk about it, break it down, does it still hold up? I give a little explanation about why I have the film, why I love the movie, or don't love the movie anymore, because we will eventually get to a film that, or a few films, I should say, that I own that I probably wouldn't own nowadays, but of course, 16-year-old me purchased it, and today... We're going to get into a film that came out in the year 2000, actually, July 7th of 2000. So as you listen to this this weekend, maybe give this one a revisit. I did during my COVID stay, and that is the 2000 slasher parody film, Scary Movie, directed by Keenan Ivory Waynes, written by Marlon and Sean, who both also star, and a few other people that would all eventually go on and write other films like Jason Friedman and Aaron Stetzler who would end up making film all the other spoof films parody films that you saw epic movie meet the Spartans disaster movie or I should say movies you probably didn't see in theaters unlike scary movie which I guarantee at the time that it came out you did go out to see it if you didn't at some point you probably came across it when the DVD was released and I remember when this film was coming out it was a big deal that I was going to get a chance to go see it it was a spoof film I wasn't going to see it with my dad this was a film I got to go see with my brother and some of his friends on the opening weekend and that was cool because you know it was summertime I was old enough in the year 2000 that my mom was like, yeah, you can go with your brother and his friends who are all 10 years older than you. And getting that chance to just go see a, a film that I thought I was walking into was going to, I, I guess my expectation of this film back in, you know, I will not age myself, give away my actual age, but back when I was uh, somewhere along the teen phase of life, I was not ready for this movie. I had no idea what I was going into. I think I thought I was getting more of a a scary film as opposed to the parody that it is. But I had seen all the films that this movie went on to parody, which were films like Halloween, The Shining, The Usual Suspects. Well, actually, The Usual Suspects was the only film that I had not seen at this point in my life. I've eventually seen The Usual Suspects, but... This movie actually ended up spoiling The Usual Suspects for me. So, yeah, that this, the scary movie's got that going for it. The Sixth Sense, The Blair Witch Project, The Matrix, I Know What You Did Last Summer, and of course, the title of this film was the title of the movie that really helped inspire it. Dialogue and everything, man. Scream uh, was a huge influence on this film. But yeah, I remember this movie coming out. I remember going to see it. I remember 
how excited I was. And I remember leaving the theater and never laughing so hard in my life, or at least feeling that way at this time that I was in my teenage youthful age. But I, I do want to also say I was a big Wayans Brothers fan to begin with. I remember in Living Color, I was a big fan of that show. Uh, I also was a fan of the Wayans Brothers TV show on, on the WB as well. So I already had this this love for Sean and Marlon Wayans. It's continued on in other things. I will always give them, uh, give something that has the Wayans Brothers name, uh, including their kids now. I, I will always give something, if, if Wayans is attached to it, I'm going to want to see it. Doesn't mean I've seen everything, but it means there, it, I have a vested interest because I already like everything that they have ever produced that I have seen. Uh, Don't Be a Menace is an absolute film that you want to watch if, if you want to see the beginning of the spoofs with the Wayans brothers and, and what, they're, what they were capable of doing. But Scary Movie, I think, is really a peak because... It wasn't specific to a certain audience. This is a film that really could be marketed to a bigger audience because it's marketed to everybody in the horror audience and beyond that as well. Because every you know, Scream was a huge success. People who didn't typically see horror movies saw Scream, uh, which also helped the "I Know What You Did Last Summer" box office because people were like, "Yo, Wes Craven, Kevin Williamson doing another movie together? All right, that one looks scarier." And different from Scream, I'll give that a try. Doesn't mean it was great, but hey, hope you had a great 4th of July if you watched it. It's a good 4th of July film to watch. Uh, but this film went on to make $278 million worldwide on a $19 million budget, which is why, of course, it spawned four sequels, even though the tagline, I remember, was No Mercy, No Shame, No Sequel. And then eventually, in order to address it, they just did the No Mercy, No Shame and X'd out the No Sequel thing. And and I think the sell for the second one was like, it, it was some type of tagline of like even acknowledging like, yeah, we came back for the sequel, uh, which I wish I had watched the sequel during COVID. I really wanted to, but... You know, there was a stretch there where I wasn't awake a lot of days. But either way, Scary Movie uh, came out. Plot, if you've seen Scream, you know exactly what it is. There's a ghost face killer going around. Opening sequence, Drew gets killed. Drew Decker, played by Carmen Electra, uh, just spoofing that whole open. Then we get introduced to Cindy Campbell, Anna Ferris making her real huge debut, uh, Leading Lady, which would lead to her becoming a huge star in Hollywood for a while. Uh, now she's a big television star, well, at least was, until she left her own TV show mom. But Anna Ferris getting her big break. Uh, John Abrams, her boyfriend Bobby. Her friends Brenda, Regina Hall, young Regina Hall as well getting a big break. Ray, Sean Williams, Greg, uh, played by Lachlan Monroe, who does a lot of stuff with... The Wayans Brothers, you've seen him in pretty much every Wayans Brothers film with Sean and Marlon, as well as Freddy vs. Jason. Uh, Shorty, Marlon Wayans, and then Buffy, Shannon Elizabeth. So uh, you have Gail Hailstorm, Sherry O'Terry playing the role of um, Courtney Cox in the Scream films. Uh, You've got uh, Officer Doofy 
Dave Sheridan, which is the play on. <laughs> I wanted to say Doofy, but, you know, uh, the play on uh, David Arquette. Uh, Dewey's character, Dewey from the Scream franchise. So, uh, you know, just a funny mocking of everything we know, introducing, you know, like the Buffy name, of course, Buffy the Vampire Slayer was huge. Uh, Sidney Campbell, they're just not even hiding it at that point. Uh, So you get the whole, it's, it's the whole Scream plot, so I don't really need to go through it, but it's the whole Scream plot. And what makes this movie funny, though, is the riffing of the Scream film along the way, the PG-13 nudity where you get, you know, the cameos you get as well uh, in this film. There's a lot, you know, there's the, um, I always forget James Vanderbeek pops up in the first one, but the cameos are a big thing, not just Carmen Electra. Uh, so you get that. Uh, and then, as I mentioned, the goofing of of the other films like, the Sixth Sense that played into it with Shorty doing the I See Dead People when they have the big party at the end, Cindy's Place, as opposed to Stu's Place from the original Scream. But but the film really is a, a major mashup of Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer because it's like 95% Scream and then it's, oh, we're going to mix in the I Know What You Did Last Summer, like I Know What You Did Last Halloween uh, with the murder and all that stuff, and then we'll never speak of this again, which honestly has no bearing on anything in the film. There's like no connective tissue to that. Of and, and you know maybe that's a little bit of a critique of this film. You know, there it would have been cool to have a connection of of the person killed is connected to Officer Doofy. And all of that stuff. But no, it, it doesn't matter. It's just kind of thrown in there to, to joke the goofiness of it. Uh, I will say, as far as a film goes, this is a product of the 2000s. This is a product of its time. I still laugh at this film. I still think jokes hold up in this movie. But I guarantee you there are people that are going to watch it and go, man, the beating up of Anna Faris is just unnecessary and not funny. And it's like, oh, well, it is funny because this is a film that's just pushing all the boundaries. It's pushing the limit. As far as an overall story goes, again, they're just, it's the scream plot premise dialogue with these other films mixed in. Doing the last Halloween gimmick with the hitting somebody and all of that and, and mimicking that, uh, mimicking uh, the usual suspects at the end, mimicking the Blair Witch Project with the, you're going to die in the woods, oh my God, Kenny, running through the woods and then just doing the gross out gag of of the snot coming out of the nostril over and over, all over the camera. But I think that these hold up because if you are a fan of horror movies and and that type of cinema these jokes all land and they're all funny. The, the, the unnecessary beating up of Cindy is funny because, and I know what you did last summer. He gets really aggressive with Jennifer Love Hewitt for like no reason. Ryan Phillippe's character. So they're showcasing the over eccentricness of that sequence. Again, the connective tissue of this movie makes absolutely no sense, but I don't think that's really the concept of any of these films the spoof films really are pick the main film you want to mimic 
and follow that and try and switch it up. But but again, like there's no connection to the I know what you did last summer stuff. It's just to do that. And that's okay because that's the type of film this is and that's what you have to accept. Uh, I love I still laugh my ass off at the glory hole sequence. That is still one of the funniest things to me. Buffy's beauty pageant mimicking the I know what you did last summer with 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 her boyfriend and and Greg's death. The he's right behind you. Oh, it must be an original piece. Like that's hysterical. Oh, he's dead, but you just want oh, f him. I give me my crown, bitch. Like that stuff's funny. Oh, I'm a gross severed head during hers. I will say the one that I didn't laugh at as much as I did back in the day was the gym teacher joke. Uh, that one, I guess, again, a product of its time, but maybe even myself just in the way that my comedy has grown as well over the last two decades. Yeah, uh, that one was the only one that I was like, I remember laughing at that many times back when I saw this film and watched it on DVD. But nowadays, I don't know. I'm good on that one. But everything else to me still holds up. Again, I mentioned the glory hole sequence still holds up to me. So all the Ray stuff is still funny to me. But you took me on the trip to San Francisco. I wanted to go shopping. No, 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 no. You, you know, I don't have, I can sit here and quote the movie for you. Uh, I do love Kurt Fuller, though, as the sheriff. Uh, I have a huge... I don't want to call it a man crush, but I like Kurt Fuller's stuff because growing up, he was in a lot of things that I had seen. He was in a lot of my favorite movies. You know, the amount of times I watched Wayne's World, he was in that. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Kurt Fuller's always been somebody Ghostbusters too. He's he's the ass. He's an ass. He's the asshole. He's he's their foil. He's bad guy. And then he popped up in Supernatural later on down the road. Uh, and then he was also in um, Psych as well. So because Psych and Supernatural, fun fact for those two shows, they split a lot of actors because they were both filmed at the same time up there in Vancouver. So people who would guest star on Supernatural would end up guest starring on Psych or vice versa if they went to Psych first, Supernatural. And some of the recurring characters on the show ended up as recurring characters on the other because, you know, you can... You can have Kurt Fuller there on Supernatural for an episode or two, consistent, vanish for like four, and have him on the next four weeks, you're going to find him on Psych before he pops back up on Supernatural until eventually he dies, like everybody dies in Supernatural, uh, and does reprise his role later on in the show. Of course he does. Uh, but Kurt Fuller in this film, I like that as well. But yeah, this this movie I still think is a film that you can show people. It's an easy, breezy watch uh, as I sound like every father out there, it's an easy breezy watch, you know? It's an under hour and a half movie. It's super simple to watch. It's just a little comedy. If you like Scream, you're going to like this. Uh, the movie theater sequence, I, I mentioned the one part of that that I like. I still laugh at the uh, Shakespeare and Love part of it. Like, again, this is a film to me that you have to let go of whatever... You know, if you get angry at, at crude comedy, don't watch this. But if you can withstand crude comedy and you can laugh at just the world in general and everything about it, then, yeah, the jokes are going to land for you. Uh, the joking of the horror films is going to land for you. Uh, again, only one thing from this I, that I remember vividly laughing at really hard in the theater, along with the packed theater, because 
That was the other thing I really remember about seeing this movie is that it was a packed house. It was a sold out Regal, Ronkonkoma, Long Island, growing up with my brother and his friends, a sold out Friday night screening of the film because that was the other thing. Friday was the debut. There was no Thursday. There was no midnight for this one. It was a Friday night screening. It was a late screening. I got to be out like for, it was one of those close to 10 o'clock screenings, the after nine. And when you're in your early teens and you're hanging out with your brother and his friends, that, you know, it's memorable. But yeah, just that one moment, I remember not laughing at that. But yeah, rewatching this, even on the COVID, with the COVID, I truly did um, really enjoy it. Uh, and, and think this is a film that holds up and, and, you know, still like this movie, still enjoy this movie. I do have to rewatch the second one now because I remember loving the second one uh, and even enjoying the third one a lot. It, it was by the fourth one that I was like, I am done with these and I've seen every one. And unfortunately, I can say I've seen every one, but I would welcome a rebooting of this franchise. I think the time would actually be right if the Wayans brothers wanted to revisit this because they could, in a sense, reboot Scary Movie with some of the same characters. And it would, it could, you know, there are ways to go about doing this because with the whole reboots, uh, requels, all that stuff, like there's a way to requel Scary Movie. And I would hope that they would come back at some point Obviously, I don't know if this is this might be owned by Dimension Films and all of them uh, characters, stuff like that, the product. I don't know who owns it, but if there is a way for the Wayans brothers to do a requel of Scary Movie, I would 100% love to see that idea of like Cindy coming back and this whole new generation of spoof and all of that because it's there. Uh, this film did have a mid-credit scene. Many of us remember it. It was Shorty, The Snatch and Run, Rules to Survive, a horror movie, but really it was how to successfully enact a Snatch and Run. But there is a post-credit scene to this film as well. Doofy breaks up with the vacuum cleaner as though it's a real person whom he had a relationship with. That was something I did not know about until the DVD just one of those late night watching it kind of fell asleep, woke up during the credits and was like, Oh, and then it went into this post credit scene. And I was like, what the, did I just fever dream that? Like, did I dream that? I don't know why I'd say a fever dream. Like I knew about it by the time I was having fever dreams with COVID, but like, did I really see that? And then waking up, rewinding it and realizing, yeah, there is, um, really again, just a funny movie. Uh, the American pie joke as well. What's my name? That was hysterical. Uh, because, yeah, again, like, I had seen everything that this movie had spoofed. Even though I wasn't watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer religiously, I had seen a handful of episodes here and there. So, it, like, it's been funny rewatching Buffy, or a while ago, I was, I was, I was watching Buffy, I should say, for my first time. Uh, I'm, like, somewhere in season three, season four. Uh, Eliza Dushku's there. Just ended up taking a break because I was like, oh, let's watch something funny now and then got hooked into other things and want to circle back to that. But I had seen a handful of episodes like to where when I was watching it, I was like, oh, I've seen this episode. I know what's going to happen, which would make my fiance be like, damn it, because she's seen Buffy and loved the show. So she was like, 
oh man, you haven't seen any. And I'm like, oh wait, I have seen this one. Oh wait, I know about this one. There's bad CGI snake in this one, right? Uh, and then, yeah, she's like, wait, you watched a finale? And I'm like, yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Occasionally, like, I just would have UPN on. Like, it's a fucking thing, all right? Uh, but, yeah, I did, the Matrix saw that. Psycho, I had seen that at that point. Like I said, only the usual suspects was the only thing that I was like, wait, I don't get that. And then my brother and his friends explaining it to me at the end. Uh, and I was like, oh, okay. And then when I watched the usual suspects, I was like, I know the twist here. Still Wonderful movie, though. If you've never seen The Usual Suspects, uh, a hell of a movie, that's for sure. So there you go. Uh, scary movie revisited on the wonderful A to Z movie reviews. And again, I do still recommend this movie. Uh, my experience with it has always been positive. Uh, I am curious, actually, now that I've got this here, uh, what the uh, what the Rotten Tomatoes is, because I guarantee you this is rotten. Like, this has got to be a rotten movie at the end of the day. And up. Uh, surprisingly it's 52 percent on the tomato meters so yeah it's rotten uh and its consensus is overloads on crudity and grossness to get its laugh so like i said if you can withstand crude humor this film's funny this film holds up if you can't then yeah you're not gonna enjoy this movie at all so That'll do it for the wonderful A to Z movie reviews. I watched a lot more films during COVID, so we'll find out what's going to come next month. Stick around for that here on the Throw Me Podcast Network's Patreon page. Peace and love.